Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition of the program. B and Z with you here. Um, Hey, the uh, I just need a demog- I just need a graphic yep. of the dragon sizes, yep. so I can have a better understanding of the scope of the dragon difference. That's all I need, and I got a, probably eighteen months because it's going to be twenty twenty four before this show comes back. Between now and then, somebody listening's got to be a true just Game want- of Thrones like fanatic that can maybe produce this for us. Yeah, I just need something so I can go. Oh, I see. This is an this is an important guy. I'm glad we were talking to him in the darkness. There's no doubt that was an important guy. That guy felt important, yeah, but was I, I wasn't exactly sure who he was no. until later. But now I think I got a handle on it. But then I need to I gotta have some sort of answer on what we're dealing with because it's felt like we're getting organized. Damon's getting organized. He's got to make sure oh, his battleships are ready. That's right. So that that seems to be his operation, which seems smart. If, if feels he like he's knows how this is gonna go. Wise. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. This weather's great. Too bad it will be fleeting, but I'm really enjoying it right now. And I just wanted to take a quick second to say that last night I was a, a part of something pretty awesome. And mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett has done this, you know, the last three years, wherever he's been. So Indianapolis, Miami, and now with the Browns, and he does a Halloween fashion show. And uh, I got to MC it last night, and there was a great turnout from Browns players. A lot of guys were there um, off the top of my head. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, obviously, it was his his thing. Uh, Betonio, Kareem Hunt, uh, Miller Forrestal, Harrison Bryant, Ethan Posick, Michael Dunn, um, Greg Newsom, Dearness Johnson, Alex Wright, Anthony Walker, um, and I don't think I'm leaving anybody out. But if I am, my apologies. Did you get Kareem? Did you mention Kareem? Kareem? Yep. Yeah, he was dressed as a safari. Oh, Chase Winovich. How could I forget? Chase him? Dressed Winovich, as yeah. the Pillsbury Doughboy. Um, uh, oh, Kate York was there as Harry Potter which was tremendous. Um, and so it was there were it served two organizations, the Littlest Heroes and then UH. And it was a, a Halloween fashion show for children with pediatric cancer and their families. Um, and the Littlest Heroes is a, an organization that provides emergency financial support for families battling pediatric cancer and other childhood illnesses. And then UH obviously is the Browns Partner Hospital with Seidman Cancer Assist Center. And we were there at mm-hmm. Cancer Institute. And so it was like it was a very powerful thing and it was so cool to see so many browns there and even though we all know that you know this season on the field in terms of wins and losses hasn't gone the way we wanted to uh it was pretty powerful to be a part of something that impacted so many people's lives the way that it did last night like you see kids going through cancer it's unfathomable it's so unfair um but to see the smiles on their faces and the tears in their eyes it was it was a really cool thing and I know we haven't gotten it done, but this is certainly a team that's got a lot of really good human beings on it. And, you know, Jacoby Brissett, man, I wish he was winning more because he's played well and he's such a good human being. He is such a good guy. You see, you know, whether it, it's the um, the event you're at last night or, you know, just his interactions that we have, uh, the times we've had a chance to talk to him. Um, he's as good a dude as you're going to find. And you see why when there are opportunities, he's quick to get them because he's awesome. 
He's yeah. a really good player. He's at the very, very highest end of the backup quarterback conversation um, and is a more than serviceable starter in this league as proven by the start to this season for him. Uh, but it's so much more than that. He's one of the best dudes. And you have people vouching for him who played with him years ago, who coached with him years ago. He leaves an impression. Yep. And it's it's there's a lot to that, man. It was cool. It was great seeing the, the images last night it was awesome. uh, from that night. And um, – uh, it was good. So that, that was really good to see. I'm glad you took the time to uh, to do that out of yeah. the gates, my friend. Um, after that, you uh, you checked out the Monday Night Football. I I, uh, I got into it around nine thirty ish is when I by the time I got home from everything when I when I got rolling a little bit with it. Um, this is so. There's a lot of ways to start here, but let's just start here because I want to have fun on a Tuesday. Okay. This is why the Manning cast exists. This is it. This is the perfect example of a game where I watched only Manning cast. I forgot it was on. You had texted me about quarter zips and all of this stuff. So I was golfing with LD golfing with LD and he didn't even get mentioned it. He's in the picture. It says LD on the scorecard and he didn't get a mention. So they didn't, they glossed over the fact. So it's the two Mannings. It's president Obama and it's, and it's it's Peyton, it's Peyton, Peyton, Eli and Barack Obama, President Barack Obama. They're the three on Manning cast on the show. Yes. And then they put up an image of them playing Riviera. That was Peyton, Barack Obama, Larry David and an unidentified fourth person. And then they showed the scorecard with each person's initials. And yeah. Peyton, I think, shot 80. And I think Obama shot 87 and LD shot 100. I thought he's a stick. I thought he was. And too. it's his home course. Yeah, but not on this day. And they, by the the fact though that LD was in the picture, and I was like, oh my god, LD, and the fact that he's he was on the score. I mean, it was Larry David. I mean, I, we all know who Larry David is. Didn't get mentioned. What they talked about was that Peyton topped his like opening tee shot like OB in front of everybody, and he was like humiliated. But he shot eighty. Yeah. So like- well, he got it. He's Obama gave him a presidential uh, pardon for a mulligan. I'll tell you this. This all that's pretty funny. This is also classic Peyton Manning. That he takes the fact that he shot 80 at Riviera with that foursome, probably was the best golfer in the bunch by a decent margin, won the won the day, whatever, and yet is still somehow the butt of the joke because totally. he topped the ball off the first He eight. did say that I would rather have lost like 10 national television games and thrown 500 interceptions than have done that at Riviera. He's like, it still bothers me. And I think he meant it sincerely. I think you're probably, yeah, that could be. That I think he probably he felt But like I wonder it. why he would. Why would he Because so Obama nervous? was crushing him. Obama was like, I thought you were supposed to be clutch. I thought you were like a big-time <laughs> moment the, performer. The first battle. Oh, right. Yes, of course. He hits, most ridiculous yeah. par three you'll see, I mean, yeah. from a clutch standpoint. Um, so that was really good. Um, that was, we were, you and I were texting about that. I mean, for me, like if you were to auction off that, those three to anybody, and, and this isn't any sort of political, take Obama out of there, put George W. Bush in there, just put anybody who wasn't, you know the type you know similar sure. uh likable dude and put him in there can you imagine what that gets at auction like oh a foursome God. at riviera with peyton manning ld and pick your former president yeah. by the way are we sure that manning wouldn't be like manning and ld might just be in any dream foursome peyton manning seems like the best time ever he really does i mean listen we know somebody who's golfed with him so we yeah could have him commentate his shots at pretty reputable golf course yeah one so. pe- one you've heard of yeah, yeah. but it's I mean, it is a pretty remarkable thing so they had that but then beyond that so then they get into bill burr in the second half and he's fantastic and then the whole last quarter is vince vaughn for the entire last quarter 
So now all of a sudden you get the one of the most ridiculous, amazing reveals of all time, and that is Vince Vaughn telling Peyton Manning that he was the inspiration for Hot Route Red 27 in Wedding Crashers. Vaughn said, the yeah, reason great. I put that in is because cause I thought it was great how you did that, and I told the director I think it would be really funny if I played this like Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning gives one of these, and it's like, that's probably, as much as he loves comedy and all of that stuff, that probably means as much to him as anything. Yeah, it was a great reveal. That he, can you imagine people down, to, oh, yeah, I inspired the hot route scene in Wedding Crashers. It's great. They did that based on what I did. Yeah. I stuck all the way through because of Manningcast. I did not watch any of the game on the other channel. This game was garbage. We'll get to that part of it in a second. This is this is the perfect Manningcast game. They're great, and I enjoyed the quarter where there was no guest. Yeah. I enjoyed, and when you got Bill Burr and then Vince Vaughn in the second half was just unreal. I mean, those back-to-back, -back, it was a powerhouse. They were both great. So many funny moments. Yeah. It's the best. Like, I... I told I told Miss Kay last night she wanted, I said you can put on Bachelor in Paradise I said I'm gonna watch this on my phone but with enough volume so that I can just hear what they're saying because that's all I care about I don't care about the game per se Ramondi yeah. did exactly what he needed to do of course he would he's a stud I got the dub and I just wanted to hear that like I didn't the game was very much secondary so now here's what's gonna happen yeah. you're calling the game so you won't understand this but and I don't know if they're doing Manning Cast next week but if they are I think it would be it's difficult to watch when you when you have stakes in it right. Right. Very difficult. So that's why it's perfect for this. This was a nonsense it's perfect game. for every game. Other than ones you care about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of the game, I think we're at a point now in the league, and we're, we'll go around. Today's a big NFL heavy day, obviously. You're going to go around this league, and you're going to say to yourself, um, there are a couple of certainties. Buffalo's great. Kansas City's great. Philly might be. Their schedule hasn't been as ambitious as the other two. But Dallas has an elite D. And Dallas, fine. Beyond that, nothing. Nobody knows anything. Anybody can beat anybody. And it can happen in enormous swings. This Bears team is trash, and they smoked the Patriots who yesterday at us. their place who just smoked us. And you can't make sense of that. The two biggest spreads this week in the NFL was Patriots, I'm sorry, Buccaneers minus 11 at Carolina. And Carolina had – People had covered on Carolina for like five straight weeks. They lost. Minus 11. They lost 21 to 3. Yep. They lost by more than they were favored by, and they were the biggest favorites of the week. The second biggest favorite of the week was last night, 8.5. Not only did they not obviously win by 8.5, they got smoked in the game. So the kid back in the day used to do what was called a lightning bet. Mm -hmm. So if you took Carolina with the points. So, like, let's say it was 11 and a half. Whatever the difference between the line and the final result was how much it multiplied the bet. So, let's say you had Carolina plus 11, but they lost by 21. Your bet would be – you would have lost 10 times your bet. In this okay. case, if you would have taken Carolina plus 11, they won by 18. So, that's a, what, 20, 29 difference? Yeah, you'd have won twenty nine times your bet. That's a real thing. Lightning bets. Yeah, that's in they're insane. Never heard of anything like that. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. There's been several of those this year that would have paid. Right, but I mean, you could been... just as easily be if you were took. If no, you I understand, taken... but what I mean is like in an inordinate amount of games this season because yeah. I've tracked this, where the biggest favorites of the week 
not only don't cover but lose or get drilled. Oh yeah, it happens weekly. Yeah, yeah. No one can make sense of it, let alone Vegas. And we're this far into it, and for them not to have a better handle on this is pretty wild. One thing that was that stood out, and you go back and you look at the teams that New England struggled with, they can't deal with <clears throat> running quarterbacks. And Justin Fields, that's that was basically the game plan. And people are like, oh, they, you know, they ran it. If we would have run it like that, well, we were behind by three scores early in the third quarter. Right. They were ahead right. the whole game. And Jacoby's not and Justin Jacoby's Fields. not Justin Fields. Yeah. And their running backs ran it fine, twenty seven times, hundred and twenty four yards. That's not insane. No. But he was Justin Fields was dynamic. It was good to see. And then the Patriots, you know, they start with Mac Jones. He was dreadful. Zappy came in and initially gave them a real spark. And then afterwards, you know, that kind of fizzled out rather quickly. Um, just it's wild. Week to week, anybody. I saw a graph. I think it was Barstool or somebody did it. They're like, we'll beat most teams. And it said um, the three you mentioned, Buffalo, Kansas City, Philly. Mm-hmm. Can beat anybody, can lose to anybody. It had like the whole league. And then it said, we'll lose most games. I think it had Houston and Carolina. So basically, 26 of the 30, 27 of the 32 teams were in the can beat anybody or lose to anybody category. And I think that's probably spot on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it's wild. I, it's amazing to me. There was a, a stat on Belichick from a, um, you know, without Brady, what his record is. And it's really pathetic to think about. And now as we've had more separation and you see how much he struggles at identifying talent, but then every once in a while he does what he did to us and they just smoke somebody and it's, or they play out above their skis, but consistently they're just not there. There was no reason for them to get housed by this bears team. None. No, it does concern me that our, and again, our D had a great game this week against Buffalo, but it is wild to me how easily they navigated our defense the week before. And then this week they looked lost against the Bears defense, and it hasn't exactly been a world-beating defense no. so far this season. No. No, it is not. Um, all right, I'm getting a lot of people sending me graphics of these dragons. I know, but none of they're all very difficult but to read. And it's also very different. I mean, the sizing discrepancy is hard. I don't even know who some of these guys no, are. I needed to go from left to right where you've got, like, their tails all start at the exact same spot, and then their heads end at different spots, and then I need a width as well on them. Like a height as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can't just put them like posting where they are. I need like a left to right, left to right. I need it all. What's the name of the one he went in there to go see? Do we know that one's name? I don't know. That's the other thing I need. I need to know is how that compare. Because his, his dragon is the red one with the long neck. Right, right. So and the long body. It's a long, long torso yeah, on that guy. Very, yeah. yeah. He's but then there's another – the one he went in to see, how big is that one in comparison to the biggest one that the little kid's driving without the eye? Gee, Mr. Spicoli. One other I one. I don't know. One other thing I'd like to see. If we're going to throw sapphires in people's eye and you're the king, maybe why didn't you have one? His was because I, I don't think – like the rest of his face was fine. The king's like face had Right, but not the whole it, time. Like, come on. I mean, get, it sort it out. It melted apart. Well, there wasn't like much it's... there to it. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um it was a very Darth Vader. He's like, look upon me. I don't have a problem with that. That's what he should do. It all went to hell after that. He was holding the whole realm together. Yeah. Um, all right, we got one thought. We got a little higher, lower, better, worse coming up as well. We'll go around the NFL landscape coming up next. We're off and running Cleveland Browns Daily. Brought to you by Ballybet on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Buying or selling a home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Service is always a winning strategy. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered. At Howard Hanna, every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash go Browns today. As we go around the National Football League, uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday with uh, Kareem Hunt, potential landing spot for him if he is indeed dealt. Uh, not that that's something we want, but if that is indeed happening, as is reported that he is being calls are being received about Kareem Hunt, perhaps the Jets would be the place. That seems not to be the case now as they acquire James Robinson from the Jaguars in exchange for a sixth-round pick that could become a fifth for the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. This in reaction to Brees Hall being out for the season with a torn ACL. That's a pretty good job of the Jets of sorting out their running back problem in a day. Yeah, uh, action. And by the way, I don't, well, you and I were talking about this, what was it, last week about Travis Etienne and how it yeah. looked like he was ascending. Well, they decided that he's ready. It's enough, yeah. You know what? I, we had this conversation earlier, and, and I've come to this. This is the conclusion I've reached because I've All noticed right. it with Etienne, Brees Hall, Austin Eckler even, who was a proven commodity. Kenneth Walker obviously took an injury, but it feels like teams are – hesitant in the early season to really load guys up especially at the running back position doesn't it feel like guys were almost kind of like brought along slowly and they were getting spelled a lot early because they're not getting the reps in the preseason maybe to get them up to speed and about yeah. week five six that's when teams started playing people their normal amounts yeah I, th I think that that's part of it uh, I think with some of the running young running backs too it's also you're worried about pass protection um it could be the case with Kenneth Walker, who how would he have 168 yards in the game over the weekend, like just an absolute beast. So, yeah, I think there, there could be something onto that. I think, quite frankly, for a lot of these teams, there's something to that, that there is kind of a wading into this season. I mean, it is 17 games now, and nobody yeah. takes the preseason seriously. Right. So, you know, or even camp for that matter, compared to what camp was like 10 totally. years ago. 100%. So it feels like everybody's kind of just dipping their toe into the season through preseason in the first five games. And now away we go, you know, from here on out, they always used to say Belichick always used to say when he had Brady that, you know, and I've heard Chris long talk about this. All right, let's see where we are. Halloween. Well, that's this week. So you, you, that's, that's the way you go that you'll have eight weeks of the season in that's used to be half. It's less than now. Um, but, but that's kind of, it seems like where everyone's ready to go. So the only other, if, if there is a Kareem, two things I want to ask you on this, if there is a Kareem Hunt deal to be made, I would say it would be with the Rams. Like they desperately need, it feels that way. There. Yeah. Rock icon, corporate rock, corporate rock. Remember the old days? Fun right. rock. Ah, oh, she was great. So great. So by the way, somebody just, Adam Schwartz said to me that the big dragon that he went to see was vermithor yeah i'm uh, yeah that's the guy. so i found that guy and apparently uh he is smaller um than the vagar one yes he goes vagar then murixes or mer something. something i think he's gone then the cannibal whoever that is that seems formidable pretty formidable name and then vermithor okay but some of that stuff like some of these graphic stuff isn't right uh, Vagar's the larger dragon, yes, but bigger than this one. But this one is pretty formidable, yeah. According to all of this, yeah. Um, so that's the they way they need to have this show out like tomorrow. Forget twenty twenty four. That's silly. How, why would you not have just shot two seasons at once? Like just knock why it out because you knew it was going to work. Two, shoot them all. Just you had nonstop. 10 million nonstop. Viewers. Yeah, just, just 
Well, no, I don't. I don't mind a little wait. Like, give me six months off or a sure, year. I think that's sure, fair. Sure. But eighteen months is is a they're, long. Now they're way. they're. I'm told that they are they are very much trying. They're going to try to get it out in in 2023. They hit like so. It's one year. Like they'll start episode one will be a year after this episode one. I read that. Wow. I thought on Monday they said 2024. They're not probably likely that they're yeah. not. They're not feels like there's a lot of that a lot of CGI work that's going to need to be done for season two. It's a computer. Yeah. But I think there's I was uh, reading yesterday that that the CGI people are behind because there's so much CGI work being done now in movies. Hardly hardly any of it's real. Um, I know the sets aren't even real. I I miss that they're not in. That's why, like when I was watching when we watched Maverick with the boys and like like they weren't blown away by the visuals. I mean, they loved it, but they weren't as blown away. Because they're used to seeing all the stuff from but the Marvel. But it was real. Well, I understand that. But they can't differentiate to sure. them. What does that even mean? Like, I watch Iron Man grab a, a NASA rocket. What's so impressive about this? Like, that's the same. Iron Man didn't, 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 do, didn't it. do that. So that's why I had to say them in the car. I was like, on the way home from Maverick, I'm like, you are aware they actually did all that stuff. And then they were like, oh. But so, they don't. they didn't have it in their head yeah. going in that it was. So one of the treats about Baltimore was pregame. I got to see... The former Secretary of the Navy, Tom Modley. Icon. Icon. Legend. Big L Luminary. And, uh, and his son, Zach. And he's a pilot in the, in the military. I'm pretty a, sure F-16. A naval, a no, naval aviator? Air Force. Air Force? Yeah. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I have that right. And if I don't, I apologize. But I'm, Air Force, yes. And he's in Arizona. And he, um, you know, he also sent me videos of him flying, which are ridiculous. And I asked him. I was like, how close was that? He was like, that was... That was on it? That was pretty good. Did you ask him about the ability for Tom Cruise to evacuate going Mach 12? No, we all know that's not. That that's not that's quite not possible. possible. Yeah. yeah. I did like how that was a, an homage to all the right stuff and Chuck Yeager and all of that. Oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool how they did yeah. Um All right. So back to the, uh, the give back, the James Robinson thing. Number one, um, so this is a fifth rounder. What's the give back on Kareem Hunt in a deal like that? That's what you're talking about? I think you're talking about probably a ideally would be a, a you know early day three pick is my yeah. guess. That's just the way that the world works right now. Yeah, I think because um, he doesn't have a contract either. Right. Yeah, that's the other part of it. Um, my dreams of him going to the Jets, if if he were to be traded, my dreams of him going to the Jets and us somehow finagling Elijah Moore from them are obviously dead. You always dream big, but I do think that Thanks what a you're lot, saying, James Robinson. What I do, I do, I did like your point of I'd rather almost have the asset than the pick, like a young player who maybe was maybe it's a you know is a something where he's not going to be up for his next contract and it didn't Here's work out in that place. Like I'd rather almost have that. I think the Browns could be both buyers and sellers at the trade deadline now it's the nfl and we've seen more trades recently but let's not this isn't the nba where things a bunch of stuff happens at the trade deadline every year however what i will say is if the browns are buyers it will be buying that is not there will be no rentals like we're out of because of where we are we're out of like the robert quinn rental market or you know somebody like that the market we would be in is if there is a young player that we like who was under contract for this year and beyond they would have to, it'd be somebody that they think can help us in 2023 and beyond, not just 2022. Yeah. Um, one thing to re- to clear up there was you guys, you saw this story with Mike Evans over the weekend with the official. He so, didn't ask him for an autograph. No, so what did he but ask no. Him okay. For? So there was this big, Oh, he asked for an autograph and all of this. Well, it turns out the official and Mike Evans both went to Texas A&M. Okay. The official 
is friends with a golf pro in that area who Mike Evans wanted to get in contact with to take golf lessons from. Okay. So that's the story. So while it's a bad look, it's not, hey, Mike, can you sign something for me, which everybody ran with sure, sure, for sure. 48 hours. Okay. So that's how that shook out. Um, you still have, you have a problem with it or not? You fine with that part? Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. It's take care of that stuff in the back halls. Where well, they were. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel yeah. like they're like, it shouldn't be hard. That connection could be made. It feels like without an official. Or certain, and well, the official is friends with the golf pro, so I think that's the okay. He's Mike comparison. Evans, yeah, and he could have his somebody in his team. Yeah, well, the official, so the official went to A and M, so he probably knew Evans from that. Okay, so that was the. So if they the were like they point. went to A and M at the same time, like they were I think friendly. The biggest, no, 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 not at the same time. Different. I think the biggest problem here is, I really don't have a problem with this at all. I think the biggest problem is that it was forty eight hours. It took too long for the re the real truth to come out, Bootsy. Right. Yeah, like all that had to be said on Monday night is, hey, actually, they both went to A and M. They have a mutual friend. There's a golf pro that's going to teach Mike Mike how to swing. Problem solved. On to the next. The agreed. I also think that number one, the officials need to be full time employees. Number two, there needs to be a yeah. sky judge, and they need to get all these calls right. The problem exists because there are too many calls that are wrong. For example, offsides on us on a field goal that determine outcomes of games that you can't have the appearance, whether it's real or not, of buddy-buddiness or favors or something going down. Like, it all needs to be insulated from that. Too many people's jobs at stake. Yeah. Uh, big news in the sports world from a sports media standpoint. CBS uh, announcing yesterday, it was actually Andrew Marchand with the first reporting of this, that Jim Nance will call his final Final Four, the 2023 NCAA Final Four, will be his last. Of course, he's saying at CBS Sports will do the NFL and the golf going forward. Nance is 63. Um, I do remember, was it Musburger before Nance on the games? Or did Brent host just the – yeah, I think it was Musburger before Nance. That's way long time ago. That's so – like, I can't even think of anybody I, other I remember, than Nance. I remember Billy Packer. Billy Packer. Was with yeah. him. And then after Packer – Gibby's going to get the answer to, for us on this. Um, after Packer, then it was Clark Kellogg. And then after Clark Kellogg, it was what it is now, which is Raftery and Grand Hill. And Greg the, Anthony had a little run, too, before he got kiss, in trouble. The uh, kiss. The kiss. Not a bad. I'm trying to think if Musburger had the Final Four before – NBC, like way back, it was Enberg, Packer, and McGuire. Like they called the Magic Bird 79, Michigan State, Indiana State. Nance's first Final Four was Duke in 91. Duke, you and so, All right, so then I have this right. Musburger had the Final Four before that. Nance like in the 80s? Had, yes, through 1990, it was Musburger. Nance hosted the, uh, the halftime show thing. Um, and then when... Nance replaced Musburger on the call. I believe I have this right. Then um, Pat O'Brien went to studio. So Access Hollywood. He man. first he began covering what the tournament in '86 yeah. as a play-by-play -play, uh, voice and a studio host. He replaced Brent Musburger, let go after a contractor dispute for the '91 Final Four. Why take a bow? Why is 
Does Nance just want, not want to do it as, my, as your guess? So I talked to him like a decade ago at the Memorial Tournament on one of the years where oops, on one of the years where he did a bit of a hot mic. One of the years where he did the Super Bowl, the Final Four, and the Masters. And it was the year that Butler almost won it at the buzzer at the with a half-court shot at the mm -hmm, buzzer, mm -hmm. Gordon Hayward shot. Mm -hmm. So he had a thrilling Super Bowl, a Final Four that almost ended. It was either that one or it was the one where Villanova won it at the buzzer. One of the two. He had drama in all three, and then the Masters was great. And I said, how do you beat this? And he was he's so gracious. He's the nicest guy ever. And we, we talked about that a little bit, and he was very well aware of it. But I think the big issue is the dude lives at Pebble Beach. He's got young kids. He doesn't – why would you – he needs a break, man. Yeah. He wants to take his kids totally. on spring break. The NFL season now goes all the way into February for yep. him. So in the old days, he used to do a couple of Big Ten games in February and then the Big Ten tournament to lead in to get ready for the March Madness. Well, now he basically would do like the Big Ten tournament and then March Madness for six weeks, and it's like – and then you go right into the Masters. And then he's right into the Masters. And then he's got golf yeah. for a while. So it's like, instead of all that, because, and the other thing is, is the PGA moved up into, into May. Yep. So he was basically going nonstop without a break. The PGA was in August. Then he's got a little bit of summer. He's a little down. But it's my hunch that he's just wanted to get his time back. And and I would agree with that. And the other thing I would say is, and then maybe this is just me being an old man at this point, but I feel like March Madness is not what it used to be. The college basketball is not what it college, used to be. The last part I'll agree with, March Madness is. Like, it still it's is still that big. great, and yeah. the numbers are still enormous. Like, that yeah. is still that. It's not college basketball, though, the rest of the year. College basketball is the tournament now. Only. It used yeah. to be. The whole season. Yeah, Big yeah. Monday, Super totally. Tuesday, all that. That's gone. It's just ma the March Madness. So, two things. One, quote directly from Nance. It is time with two young children and an older daughter that I spend more time at home. Um, Daddy needs to be home, is what the six-year-old and eight-year-old uh, were go. saying. Young kids. Here's the interesting thing. Nance plans to return each year to handle the trophy presentation after the championship game. Awesome. Okay. So I want to sit in the stands for the great majority of the game with my kids and tell them their dad used to call this game. Now, if you'll excuse me for a few minutes, I've got to go down to the floor and give the trophy away. That'll be a lot of fun. What a remarkable ask. It's great. It's appropriate for a guy who lives at Pebble Beach. Plane and going back yeah. to Pebble. But that's an incredible ask. He's Nance. Right, he's not associated with the NCAA. No, but he's Nance. It's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Good for Ian Eagle, though. I like Ian yeah, Eagle. Yeah, and he does a great job. He does he's a really great. great job. He is yeah. awesome. One other thing, and I don't think this has anything to do with Nance, but we are at right now peak paying play-by-play -play and color guys. We just win it. I mean, you've seen everybody leverage it. Al's getting paid a lot of money to call garbage games on Thursday with Herb Street. Both of them are. Um, the Monday night guys got paid a lot of money, and all we talked about was Manicast. Right? So I wonder if you're Nance and you look around and you go, hmm, Joe Buck is working like 20 weeks a year on a Monday making it. and making more or as much or more than me. Maybe I don't need to do so much stuff around yeah. here. But I knew it would be the kids. Yeah. yeah you knew it would be. That's how that was going to go. Score one for the Living kids. at Pebble Beach. I had somebody ask me if last night was peak quarter zip, and I said, I feel like Nance has to be involved in any peak quarter zip situation. Last night was very strong. A lot of great quarter zip situations there. The Mannings love the quarter zips. But, boy, I feel like Nance, I mean, he's living at Pebble Beach. He's got his own line. Correct. He's got his Set own line tone. of zips. Yeah. I don't know, though. Obama looks strong, and both of them are, I mean, they're great. 
Yeah. I think it, the peak would have been if you swapped out Eli. No offense to him, but he's tremendous. If it was Peyton, Obama's quarter zip from last night, and then Nance, that would have been the trio. Those three are on the quarter zip Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think that's how that goes. Um, By the way, Eli's just wanting to always bust on Peyton is great. It's his one move. It's a good one, though. That he has. He's got a lot of good stories. He's got a lot of good stories. Yeah, he does. They There was... Peyton had some pretty funny jokes too about how Eli they made him wait. Not sure what that was all about. E on tackle football, so there was some of that. That's pretty good back, but yeah, yeah, it was good. That was that felt like peak Banning cast. It was funny with Ob- those those three in that game. They both when Obama first came on, they were both like kind of trying to take credit for Obama coming on, and Obama was like, actually, it was Cooper. Like I want to come on unless Cooper <laughs> called me, and right. they were like, and they're like, oh, Cooper's gonna he's never gonna live this down. He's never gonna stop talking about this. Pretty good to be Cooper, by the way feels great your son is the number one high school quarterback in the country you are a manning you crushed it in real estate in new orleans and he's in these and he, now he gets to do all this stuff within their ads right yeah and he does that. hosting some like academic bowl. peyton hosts it he's like the sidekick yeah the merv griffith yeah ha <laughs> that's right that's, oh, his, that's how that wee. goes Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. With the joiners of customers, employee will become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. One thought from every NFL game from this weekend. Coming up next, you'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio. On 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors, offering high-performance products that are durable, long-lasting, cost, and energy-saving. They'll transform the look and efficiency of your home. Winter's coming, and it can wreak havoc on your roof. Ice and snow buildup can quickly turn into major problems. Don't go into the winter with concerns about your roof with Renew Home Exteriors. Today, new roof installed in 7 to 10 days. For no money down and payments as low as 96 bucks a month. Plus, receive free gutter guards with your roof purchase. Beautify your home with premium siding and roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Exteriors. Visit RenewEstimates.com for more. Hello, Gibbe. Hello, boys. Hey, buddy. How are y'all? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I understand. <laughs> it's a marathon, not a sprint. Pace yourself. That's right. That's right. You know. Let's talk about the NFL. Let's do it. One thought from week seven in the National Football League. Madison, play us a little traveling music. We get started with Sunday Night Foosball. The Dolphins take down the Steelers 16-10. Miami writes the ship 4-3 now in the AFC East. The Pukers fall to 2-5. Bishop, start with you. One thought from Sunday Night Football. Um, I'll take the Miami side. We talked about the uniforms yesterday, so I'll spare you all of that. Um, so good. They're so clean. I, I'll take the Miami side of it from the standpoint of they are obviously very, very dangerous with Tua, but they would be exponentially more dangerous with a A-list quarterback, and they're terrifying with one. They're really worrisome without one, but there were several times in the game. There's a play over the middle I remember vividly of Waddle stopping and waiting for the ball to be delivered. And if it is delivered on stride, he's still running because there's nobody within 30 yards of him, it feels like. So they've got a ton of weapons. McDaniel's brilliant. That's a dangerous team, even with Tua, who's above average, but just not elite. 
That was going to be my take, was give them a star quarterback, and they're unreal. I mean, he threw no. the ball to the Steelers four times. They dropped four interceptions in that game. Uh, Pittsburgh, on the other side, that's a team with a quarterback with the talent of Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Chase Claypool, and Pat Fryermuth could be a lot of fun, and, and I don't think they've got one. Pickett made some nice throws, but he's clearly not ever going to be an A-list guy. No, no, which is what we said in the draft. Which is like why you don't take him in the first round. That's why you don't take him in the first round, yeah. Yep. Still think they were forced into it, him being the Pittsburgh guy. I think deep down. Why were they forced into it? Deep down, they were praying that guy was off the board by the time they picked. I don't. They don't feel like an organization that bends Does to that, that type of no. stuff. But I don't know. Up next, I think what they should have done is once Malik Willis slid like he did, they should have taken both of them. Like the Redskins did that one year when they yeah. had Schuler and uh, Gus Farratt. Drafted them oh, both. They drafted RG3 RG and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Well, they, they did it twice then because yeah. they did it with Schuler and Farratt, and then they did it again yeah. with Cousins and, uh, and RG3. Yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah. Heath Schuler didn't work out. Gus Farratt started for a while in the and league. And by, by the way, the latter pick worked out for both. Both. Because Cousins stayed, RG3 didn't. So yeah. it, was yeah. this, it was a latter quarterback who worked. Uh, in the main afternoon uh, affair, it was the Kansas City Chiefs taking down the San Francisco 49ers 44 to 23 KC improves to five and two the 49ers injury riddled dropped to three and four Zagura one thought from you Mahomes is so fun to watch Juju Smith-Schuster's coming alive they're starting to use McCole Hardman Marquez Valdez-Scantling is their vertical guy he had three catches I think for over 100 yards in this one 111 they're fun to watch the Niners too beaten up and then the last thing I would say fantasy takeaway you can't trust anybody in the Chiefs backfield they play McKinnon, Pacheco, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, all three of them. Yes, Clyde Edwards-Alaire keeps scoring, which is wild, but if he doesn't score, he's he's doing nothing for you. Uh, yeah. On their offense, can you really – it's Kelsey and Mahomes. Every week, but then Smith-Schuster shows though. up. Smith-Schuster, Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore's going to come. Cole Hardman had three touchdowns in this game. Like – it, they but have so many. They yeah. are. Mahomes is best in the league in yards, quarterback rating, and touchdowns. In a year, they lost Tyree Kill, who was his most ultimate weapon. Yep. Okay? So, he's good. That's yep. the cliff notes on that. And the other thing is, is this is why Kyle wanted out of Jimmy Garoppolo business. So, he throws a terrible pick inside the zone after a muff punt on a fumble. Um, and, yeah, they're beat up, but they're all, this, is, this is why they wanted Trey Lance. Grapple is really nice, but there are limitations to him. Much like with Tua in Miami, mm -hmm. there are limitations. Yeah. Uh, up next, they just keep on winning. The Seattle Seahawks improve to four and three on the season, led by Geno Smith. They take down the Los Angeles Chargers, thirty-seven to twenty-three. Chargers fall to four and three on the season. Bishop, one thought from you. Well, my one thought is that Pete Carroll is laughing to the bank. Because he's getting better quarterback play out of Geno Smith than the Broncos by far are getting out of Russ. And actually, Geno is among the better quarterbacks in the league through seven games. He has a 74% passer, 1,700 yards, 11 touchdowns, three picks. It's ridiculous what they're getting out of him. And it does make you wonder, like, did people miss on him after it flamed out in in New York with the it Jets? Out like a couple times. How yeah. did – I know, but, like – why is it now working so well? I don't know. With this talent. Maybe like it grew up a little bit. 74%. I mean, this is. He's playing well. It's really remarkable. 
He's playing well. Russ is not. The Chargers are underachieving. The Seahawks are overachieving. Fun game for running backs. Kenneth Walker III is awesome. We yeah. saw that last year in the game. Was it against the Buckeyes? He had four touchdowns or something like that? Or was it No, a, the Buckeyes uh, smoked him. Was it against Michigan then? Might have been against Michigan. Michigan, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he beat Michigan. Um, He's the reason that Mel Tucker got $95 million to coach Michigan State. Mel Tucker pretty good. sent him a check for a million bucks every year just yeah, to like, say thank get you. Get him on the Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. Uh, and then Austin Eckler, who was an undrafted free agent, he has now scored rushing and receiving – Feels like every week. Mm-hmm. That's his ninth career game with a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. He is now tied for the most such games in a player's first six seasons in the Super Bowl era. So he's got, they're going to have their bye this week. So he's got 10 more games mm-hmm. to do this one more time. And Austin Eckler, an undrafted free agent running back, is going to be the most, the best, I guess, dual threat scoring running back in their first six seasons in NFL history. Hmm crazy he's one of only eight players did you know this to have 25 rushing and 25 receiving touchdowns in their careers only eight and he's done it quickly he's scored in four straight games he's scored multiple touchdowns i think in three of the four he's an absolute animal up next guys on the new team, york no jets picked them first in my draft by the way got a lot of grief for it yeah worked out for you i'm also, laughing now me the jets are five and two more importantly the jets are four and zero oh on the road Jets take down Denver, 16-9. Zagura, one thought from you. Relegate the Broncos. Where are you going to send them, CFL? I was going to say. That's it. Do you want to to send them somewhere? Yeah, they're out. Send them to college. You know what's what's, sad about Brees Hall? Very sad. Yeah. Here's something. Um, I don't know that. You've learned anything if you're the Jets, if Zach Wilson can play, because he hasn't been great. Did you see this? Jets are the first team since the 2011 Tim Tebow-led Broncos to win consecutive games with 105 or less net passing yards. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's like on a weekly basis for him. He's had one game where his rating, a quarterback rating, is over 90. Um, He's been pretty dreadful throughout. Um, He's a 57% passer, so they're doing it with defense and ground game and mostly defense. And so James Robinson's going to have to fill a big void at this point because he's not great or hasn't been. Up next, the Raiders improve to 2 and 4. They take down the Houston Texans 38 to 20. Houston now 1-4 and 1 on the year. Raiders improve to 2 and 4. The AFC West continues to really underachieve though outside of Kansas City. Bishop no, I I would not have watched this game if you made me. Correct. This sucks. This game sucked. Houston is going to go. They're going to be. They're going to pick really high and maybe twice. So this is all about next year for them. Um, I don't give the Raiders any credit for this. It doesn't mean anything to me. Sigura. Josh Jacobs has been incredible. I'm old enough to remember when Josh Jacobs, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. They're running him out of town. He wasn't Josh McDaniel's guy. They drafted what Zamir White, I want to say, was his name in the third round or something. He was going to be the guy. They brought in Brandon Bolden from New England. Jacobs was toast. Well, he's run for uh, 100 yards, and he had three touchdowns last week. He's one of the most dominant running backs in the NFL right now. And on the other side, you have another good running back. Damian Pierce has been excellent and likely will end up if he continues at this pace with the injury to Brees Hall he'll likely end up as the offensive rookie of the year next up guys uh it was the CBS a game of the week boy 
humdinger. The Cowboys, Dak is back. They take out the Detroit Lions 24-6. Dallas improves to 5-2. Detroit now 1-5. Segura. Dallas' defense is suffocating. Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are an excellent one-two punch. Pollard's probably a little bit better, but and they're starting to play him more than 50% of the time, but both of them are certainly very effective. Prescott, I thought, looked good in his return. And the Lions are just so hard to figure out, but they have so many injuries. Like I don't know when the last time DeAndre Swift played was. Jamison Williams has not made his debut yet this Saint season. Amon Ross St. Brown, but he, and he had missed like four games before that. DJ Chark is on IR. I mean, that was supposed to be a fun offense, and all of a sudden it's not so fun because it's missing a lot of the guys that make it fun. The Dallas defense, though, is a fun defense to watch. They are dangerous. Da- Detroit can lean into the tank here if they want and put themselves into position. To, look, sounds like there's going to be three quarterbacks to choose from here, whether it's Levis, Stroud, and Young, whichever one you like best. Um, they can lean into this. Yeah, I think they should. They sh- they should. They should make sure that they pick in the top five. Up next, a big one in the AFC. Does South. Dan Campbell survive it if they? No, no he can't, can't. Right, I, right. I Not three of them. No, no. AFC South. The Titans take control of the division for now. They win nineteen to ten over the Colts in what would be Matt Ryan's last game. It appears as the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Bishop. Well, I thought was most interesting about this was from Frank Reich, where he said. Well, we didn't give Matt Ryan what we told him we would give him. We told him we'd give him a great defense and a great running game, and we haven't been able to do either of those. It was almost like we're benching him, but it's not his fault. I, so why are they benching him? Well, I don't know. There's all this talk so that it's ownership-driven. I have no idea. Last, He's got the most interceptions, yeah. the most fumbles, and he's been sacked the most in the league. No, I know. I mean, he's worthy but of Jonathan benching. Jonathan Taylor like, hasn't done anything. He's done nothing. They can't run it. They spent the whole offseason telling him that Matt Ryan was the missing piece. All Al had so different was Matt Ryan, yeah. all of it. Yeah, it's now all for Sam Ellinger. Really wild and Tennessee, not pretty, but they're winning defensively. Yeah, defensively solid. Yep. Up next, the Carolina Panthers shocker of the week. They take down Tampa Bay. Final score: twenty-one to three. Carolina now two and five. Tampa Bay three and four. And I don't even know who was the quarterback for Carolina, but Steve Wilkes has already said he, we're going with him. He's earned it. P.J. Walker is the quarterback for Carolina. There you go. No uh, unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. Just an, a wild outcome, one that you would never, you didn't ever think you would see. Uh, Brady was held to three points or fewer for only the fifth time in his whole career. He has three games and three seasons with the Bucks at three or fewer, which is stunning to me. Did you see the Mike Evans drop? What's he doing? Is he Did he see the mic? Oh yeah, look at that! Look at it! Look, it's beautiful. Did you see the Mike Evans drop? He had he was open by a hundred yards and just dropped a walk in touchdown. I did, yeah. Brady, they are. Brady seemed pleased. They're so bad. Okay, it's yeah. wild. Um, did you guys see the quotes from Shaq Thompson on Steve Weish or uh, on uh, Steve Wilkes? No. So, I like Steve Wilkes when he was here. I liked him a lot too. Suave. Shaq man. said we thought he was done wrong in Arizona, and we're going to prove that he needs to be the long term guy here. So you're going to get it at now. I don't know. This is what ownership wants, but you are going to get a fired up Panthers team from I like here that. on out, which is great because he was an awesome guy when he was here. But at the same time, probably not what ownership wants. Next, maybe the second biggest upset of the week, the Washington commanders, the commies go into Lambeau. Wait, no, it was in Washington, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Washington. It was in Washington. Yeah. Sorry about that. Washington, 23 Packers, 21 Bishop. 
It's just Packers. There's there there's a lot nice. wrong there. Uh, I thought if you listened to Joe yesterday when he was talking about how Rodgers is taking all the easy stuff and refused to push it down the field, he's obviously watching those games pretty closely. That's pretty alarming. Uh, they don't really trust anybody. They were up big in this one to start, too, and then the commies came all the way back and ended up winning. Um, big alarm bells in Green Bay. Ayahuasca, man. You've said it, baby. Get them a receiver, Dude. though. Make a trade. Get them a receiver. If They, like, they yeah. should still want to compete. The NFC is... The NFC's wide nothing. open, yeah. so Go. just get into the dance. Well, one team making their push to get into the dance, the New York football Giants. They take down Jacksonville 23-17. Giants now 6-1. and one. Jacksonville starting to fall apart here. They've lost four in a row. They're now 2-5. and five. Zagura. Danny Dimes, impressive. He's a more of a threat with his legs than you would think. He's averaging 50 yards rushing per game this year. Last week, over 100. Uh, Saquon Barkley is back. And what's up with the Jags? And I'm finally at the point where I'm starting to wonder, did last year's, all the bad of last year, does it have longer-lasting effects than we would like for Trevor Lawrence? It's certainly fair to wonder that. Feels like it. That if, if that is the case, because he's been absolutely uh, very average pedestrian for, for much of this season for somebody who has felt like it was sure to be a sure thing. Um, look, the Giants are good. Like, we just need to just get that out of the way and say they're good yep they are they're six and one now they win when they're underdogs they win handle their business when they're favored yeah they're a good team next up the bengals take down the falcons 35 17 game maybe a little closer than the score might indicate but then mm. the bengals remembered they're the bengals and the falcons remembered they were gutless uh bishop one thought from you yeah this is a this was a avalanche they scored on every possession except for one, and that was kind of a kneel-down yeah. situation. Um, the Bengals, I mean, I'm, I take no pleasure in this. The Cincinnati or Bengals are built in a way that is not only sustainable, but I think correct in how to build an NFL roster. They have a franchise-franchise quarterback. They are young and elite at receiver. They can be in any game because of that. And if you were building a dream way to put a team together, they would – be right there at the top of the list and that's just the reality of it they're very good we have had their number but it's fun to watch them pass it and they're just saying you know what that's who we are we're we're a passing football team we're really good at it we have jamar chase who is unguardable we've got t higgins who is huge and is able to beat most people in the league and then when you're worried about them tyler boyd is crafty in the slot knows how to get open and knows how to to yeah. make big plays and find soft spots and zones and Joe Burrow is incredibly accurate. They're very, very good. And, yes, this is going to be a big test for us on Monday night. But Joe Burrow's never beaten the Browns. No, which is wild. That's one thought for week seven in the National Football League. Good job out of you, Gibby. All right, coming up next, Joe Batonio from the podium. You have that to look forward to, plus a little better or worse, higher or lower, coming up as well here in the final hour. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Fans, mark your calendar for Face Off on the Lake presented by Meyer. The first major outdoor hockey game at First Energy Stadium. It's February 18th. Buckeyes in Michigan. 
at First Energy. Tickets on sale now, starting at just 12 bucks. For more information, visit firstenergystadium.com slash faceoff or call 440-891-5050. Now here's Joel Batonio at the podium. Hey, Joel, thanks for your time here. Um, you've been through a lot of lean times in your in your time with the Browns. Does, does this feel different, or does this feel like here we go again? Um, no, it feels different in the sense that, um, you know, some of those, some of those bear seasons, you know, we just didn't have enough to, to, to compete, you know, at a high level. I think every game this year, you know, maybe minus the Patriots, we've really competed well and, and been there in the, in the end. Um, you know, so it comes down to, to executing, you know, in those big moments, you know, and it's, it's it, little things, little things add up to big things, but it's those little things that you got to execute and, and find a way to get a win, um, you know, down the stretch in some of these games. Hey, Joel. Um, I think Jacoby was sacked five times. What do you think the issues with the protection were? It seemed like, especially maybe in those middle quarters where um, the offense struggled a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime you don't want the quarterback to get sacked. And I thought we were doing a pretty good job earlier in the season. Um, you know, this game, there was a couple where they zero blitzed us and we, um, you know, we didn't have an answer for it. So they had one more guy than we could block. And that was a couple of the blitzes, a couple times, I mean, a couple sacks, a couple times guys just got beat. Um, and so there was a couple scheme ones and, and a, a couple, couple just one-on-one matchups where a guy, guy lost his matchup. Um, you know, hopefully you can fix the scheme ones and, and you try not to have too many of the, the one-on-one ones. Joel, just wondering, I mean, do you, feel there's a realistic chance for you guys to get this thing turned around and go on some kind of a run and, and stay in contention and keep this thing rolling along. Yeah, I do. Um, I just really do have faith in the, the people in the building, you know, top down. I, I really do um, have faith in those guys, have faith in my, my teammates. And, um, you know, I know there's a win out there for us and, and you get one win and it can, it can turn to two and, and you see, you see teams that, you know, recently, I think maybe the Eagles have done it. The Titans have done it where they've been, you know, not great early in the season. And I think the Colts, maybe even, you know, the Dolphins won like eight or nine in a row. They didn't end up making the playoffs. I don't think, but there's been teams in recent years that have turned it around. And I, I think we have the right guys to do that. Okay. And do you feel like, um, you know, even with, with Deshaun coming back for the final six games, if you guys can just stay relevant until then, anything can happen after that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think for us right now is just trying to find a way to get a win, one win, and then we'll, we'll see where we're at after this bye week, but hopefully we can just come together and, you know, execute and, and do the little things this week to, to try and beat Cincinnati. Without Wyatt, do you, how do, I mean, do you think that contributed to some of your issues and some of those, you know, in that, rough stretch for the line yeah I mean why it's a why it's a great player so anytime you, you're missing out on a, a great player it's it, it, it's tough but I thought Yelda came in and especially in the run game really battled well had some great pulls had some really good things that he that he did well um like everybody had one or two things that he wants to have back from that game but he, but he really played well but no I mean anytime you lose a guy like Wyatt you know he's a he's a pro ball guy so that's someone you want to have out there when you can uh, yeah, Joel, it looks like um, David Njoku suffered a high ankle sprain. That's what the uh, MRI showed today. And he'll be out, um, you know, likely multiple weeks. Just wondering, you've watched him from from the start. Uh, what kind of season do you think he was having? And how have you watched him kind of grow and develop over these years? Yeah, I, I think he was having his probably his best year yet. You know, I think the stats kind of back that up. And then you watch him in the run game and he's done some really, really solid things. But um 
you know, he came into us and I don't think he was even 21 yet. He was a 20 year old kid. And, and he, um, you know, had, had a lot to grow as a person and as a player. And he'll tell you that, but he's, uh, he's really taken strides and, you know, he was one of our, our key parts of our offense. So obviously if he, you know, misses any time, it's, it's going to be, you know, another position where guys need to step up for us. Uh, hey, Joe, I wanted to ask you about David too, but um, Pharaoh is, is in the concussion protocol too. So if you guys are down one or even two tight ends, how does that change schematically what you guys do when you rely so heavily on the, you know, two and three tight end packages? Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Like you said, throughout the week, um, you know, we have some guys on the practice squad that have gotten a lot of reps here. You know, um, Miller's played, played for us already this year. And we have some other guys that, that have some experience. Michael Dunn has obviously played some big tight end for us. So I think we have options that we can still run it. And I think you saw late in the game yesterday, we were kind of in zebra personnel, 11 personnel, and we were still able to run the ball and do things. So there might be some different um, schematics, but I know Coach Stefanski and, and AVP have a have a plan for us. And whatever our personnel dictates, you know, I think we'll be able to, to run some stuff out of it. Yeah, Joel, after watching the film and after talking to Kevin today, you know, he he basically said that, you know, Charlie did not move the ball on the on the uh, false start. And we know what JC said. And we know that Michael Dunn said that he felt like he didn't move. Uh, and then, of course, on the pass interference call, uh, those can always go either way. So my question is, does it you know, do you guys feel like like you really should have won this game and it was kind of snatched away from you with some of those late things? Or is that just football? You know, unfortunately, it's part of football. It's an imperfect, you know, science refing games. Um, you know, like you said, the Mari's a 50-50 call most of the time. And then, you know, if we make the field goal, we still have to go to overtime and, and play against them um, in, in overtime there. Or they had some time left, too, to, to go down and score, I think. Um, so it, it, it was one of those things where it definitely didn't help us. But um, we still could have found other ways to get a win. If a car, truck, or motorcycle accident caused your injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK, Ohio, for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. CBS Sports with a list of NFL trades that could make sense and could we see an active trade deadline. We'll get into that coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority gives you the bathroom of your dreams in about a day, my friends. You can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath for a spa-like experience. Let the Bath Authority make it a true reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors as well. The Bath Authorities are area's premier bath and shower remodeler, guys. They are experts. They are factory trained. They're ready to install in your home now. Give them a call. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. An enormous selection of bath projects are all made right here in America. You change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding in about a day. Superior products with expert installers at the Bath Authority and thebathauthority.com. Com. Did you see these images from the Tennessee Titans proposed stadium? Yeah, I, I, I know you don't follow me. That's why I keep tagging you in my ta in my tweets, but you're not even seeing those either. What's the deal? What's up with the algorithm? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a beautiful. It's perfect. That's what I want. Glorious. It. Make it make it happen. Make it so. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's fantastic. The one thing I was I'm curious about. You saw that? Did you see the attendance numbers on this? The that size sixty thousand. Sixty. Small, intimate. Very intimate. 
the one thing that's fascinating to me about this is I assume that this is being built not just for the Titans, although that's primary, but also for Southeastern Conference championship games, sure. one-off college football games to start the season, national championship games, Final Fours, so forth, so on, Sure, World uh, WrestleManias, all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, I'm wondering if you will start to see a shift to smaller as an effort to make it more not only intimate but the experience better make it harder to come by the seats and make it so, right so that in the, demand you want to be there yeah that perhaps i don't know i don't know what the answer is it's a know. low number Feels for an nfl low. team yeah i mean the bears are around there with soldier field when they redid that i'm not sure what jacksonville is with the cover where they're at when they cover all their all their seats when they un, yeah yeah after they tarp I'm, them up yeah, I know they take the tarps off for when they play the cocktail party, which is this weekend. But oh, other baby. than that, they, they keep them all covered. Yeah, I just it's hard to imagine if you're building a new one that you don't do something like this so that you can get the use out it of it. It just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And the, the way that the skylights are, yeah, feels like a win for everybody. This The Minnesota model, is that's the one. That thing's flawless. Uh, this from Cody Benjamin of CBS Sports. NFL trade deadline is uh, is coming up. He put a ton of, of trades in here. Uh, among those, us acquiring Frank Clark from the Chiefs for a 2023 first, fifth round pick. I mean, it gives you a, a third pass rusher. I, I feel like I could see that, but is Frank Clark somebody that you think has a future in 2023 and beyond with the Cleveland Browns? I, I don't know. It feels like you'd be looking for somebody that's younger that would be able to help you for multiple seasons. Yeah, I would agree with that. As I'm, I'm looking at some of these, in terms of like game-changing things, I mean, so let, we were having the Kareem Hunt conversation. Let's just continue it here. Here are several running back teams acquiring running backs the rams the bit we talked about the rams yep um we do not want cam Akers back um as, as proposed here the proposed deal here is rams get melvin gordon in the sixth yeah cam Akers. that would be of no interest to us but i could see the rams having an interest in kareem hunt the same i think would be true of the bills yeah who he has acquiring antonio gibson uh with the commies getting a fourth round pick there uh, are those the only two? I think those are the only two running, running back backs related. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest trade on here is the Chiefs getting, and it's not a running back, but is Cam Jordan going to the Chiefs. That's that's the biggest one of consequence that would enhance somebody's ability to win a Super Bowl. The rest of them don't really feel like you know, m things of great consequence to me. No. Seahawks and Roquan Smith. Dolphins and Robert Quinn would fit that. But you know, like, why would the Steelers get William Jackson the third? I, I don't even understand that. No. No, I don't. I don't understand. Like, what makes you take the time to write about Jonathan Abram being traded to the Vikings? Right. Yeah. Roquan Swift to, to the to the Seahawks would be interesting. That's for a third and a fourth, but they're not a team that's going to win the Super Bowl anyway. I would, you know, they in terms of the teams on here who are going for it. The Forty ers already did. The Rams are. The Bills are. The Packers should be, if there's a receiver out there to acquire. He has the Rams being very active. I mean, they're not going to have any picks left. If this thing all sorts out, he hasn't picking up Riley Reef as well um, from the Bears on the offensive line. Can the Bears really afford to trade any offensive lineman? Feels like they can. No, they're barely. That's what they were saying last night. They're barely able to do it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's hard to see a fit for that. Do you think that we will see a more lively trade deadline than this year? We've already seen McCaffrey dealt. We've seen some deals. You always want to. You always want to see you know those things um happen i think it's more like fantasy football spurs it on 
it always it feels like leading up to it, we get these lists and there's like 38 potential deals and then a couple happen. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's going to be mass trading. And it's, it's weird this year because everybody's kind of in the same area. I could see good teams, though, like the Bills and the Chiefs making some moves that they feel like would address whatever weaknesses they have. I'd be all for that. I think that's fun. And for us, I think if we have an opportunity to recoup an asset, you know, somewhere or acquire a young guy that we think fits what we do better than maybe how he's being used somewhere else, I'm all for that as well. Here's, here's why I think you could see some wheeling and dealing. In the NFC, outside of the NFC East, yep. there are two teams above 500. It's okay? wild. Yep. Two. Yep. The Vikings and uh, the Seahawks are four and three. That's it. That's the list. Okay. Three divisions, there are only two teams above 500. That's so wild. Yeah. And the three teams that are way above 500 are all in the NFC East, with the exception of the Vikings. And I don't think anybody thinks all those teams are completely real. So what I think you could see is NFC teams convincing themselves in a year where the NFC seems wide open, are we a player away? So that's where I think the McCaffrey deal happens for San Francisco. Hey, let's go right now. I think that's where the Rams say, hey, we got to get a running back in here. We got to get offensive line help in here. I think that's how the Packers could say, hey, man, like, let's get him a dude. Let's go get a receiver to play with him and let's give him a real shot because the best teams in the NFC, the Vikings are five and one, the Eagles are undefeated. And then it's the Cowboys have two losses, uh, the Giants have one. That's it in the NFC. Everybody else is – there are two teams above by one game over 500. Everybody else is under. Yeah. It's wide open. Wide open. And you can talk yourself into it. <sighs> Meantime, in the AFC, we thought there were 12 teams that were Super Bowl contenders. Remember? We were counting. Or thir yeah, 13 that can make the playoffs. 13. Eight, I think eight that were Super eight. Bowl and right. 13 that can make the playoffs. And now you would say feels like there's two who <laughs> are lock, stock, known Super Bowl contenders. Yep. And I think that list has t from eight has now down to maybe four or five. Well, and who, I'm trying to think who we thought couldn't make the playoffs. We thought the Steelers, but we felt like they considered themselves a playoff team. I think the ten the Titans, but not they Titans, I'm sorry, the themselves. Texans. I'm saying the yeah. Texans. No, I'll pull it up. I'm, I just want to. Our right, three so teams that we didn't think that that we didn't think they thought right were contenders. Texans were Texans. Um, was it Jets? Jets, maybe. And they feel like they might be. Yeah. Um, Texans, Jets, maybe Patriots. But I'm sure they thought they were. They probably thought it. The yeah. whole AFC West, yes, the whole AFC North. So, yeah, maybe 14 teams we thought legitimately thought they were playoff contenders. And now you would say it feels like the Broncos are not. Broncos are not. Jaguars are not. We're on, Texans are not. We're trending not. Or on Vegas, my support. Vegas is not. Steelers are not. Patriots are trending not. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot that's changed in terms of they, so many teams in this league, the way they viewed themselves has changed oh, quickly yeah. in seven weeks. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers were a team that absolutely Super Bowl contender. And they, they somehow have a winning record, though, and they couldn't be worse. That's the only thing that they have going yeah. for them, right? They could not be worse, and they're still four and three. Yeah. I saw uh, I th Barstool aggregated something about that was like a takedown piece on Herbert about you know how he's not he's not that good he's yeah. not that good but he is feels good. like he's that good yeah, when you good. when you when watch, you watch him play it feels yeah. like he's that good agreed um i think they're very very poorly coached based on their talent level um i mean their next four they're at falcons at niners 
speaking of the Chargers, Chiefs at home and then at Cardinals. That's their next four games for the for the Chargers. That's where they stand at this point. Um, I was talking about this earlier with with Philly and being you know the, the last undefeated team and how they're kind of running away with it down there. Although the Giants just a game out at six and one. This is the this is the deal with Philly, and this is why people are skeptical. And honestly, you're going to remain skeptical. So they beat the Lions, beat the Vikings. That's their best win. They won at Commies. They beat the Jaguars. They won at Arizona. They beat the Cowboys without Dak. They have the Steelers this week. Okay? Okay. Then they're at Texans. Then they're Commies. Then they're at Colts. That's as easy a first 10 games as I've ever seen. Yeah. So I have no idea. They're 6-0. and Okay. But it's they're not playing like there's they something look great. to beating who you're supposed to beat. There's no question, and we know that as well as anybody. Yep. Um, but they have not played the gauntlet that the Bills or the Chiefs or these other teams have played. Not close, and they're not going to. Um, then after that, there's some tests. They're Packers, Titans, at Giants, at Bears, at Cowboys, Saints, and Giants to close. Um, but I'll tell you right now, that squad is going to be the one seed in the NFC. Yes, because they're going to be ten and zero. That's. That's, no doubt. That's where that thing's yeah. Or maybe they s- they slip up when they're nine and one. But yeah, they are. Maybe they're in a great yeah. a great spot. I no can't doubt. see them losing to Pittsburgh, the Texans, or the Commies. No. And then at the Colts, that with Sam Ellinger, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll play a little higher or lower, better, better or worse. Or worse. Cleveland Browns fans skip the chore of laundry. Enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of October. Be entered to win four VIP Browns tickets to an upcoming home game. Just mention promo code Browns. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official prayer partner of your Cleveland Browns. While you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM. They'll tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Time for a little higher or lower presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from Ohio Lottery. Remind you to set time and spending limits when gambling AP here in studio and Gibbe on the other side of the glass. Hello, Gibbe. Hi, gentlemen. How we doing? Good. Hey. We are Boys good. Al, did you survive the weekend? I think so. Did you, Gibbs? That's the big question. I thrived, buddy. I thrived. We all thrived. That's right. I believe all of us in this room came away with A grades. That's right. <laughs> Let's go. Usually how it goes. Love it. All right. So before we get into this, I've kind of come up with a question of the week. I did this last week. Okay, all right. My question to you is, which is the better division currently in the National Football League? Okay. The AFC East or the NFC East? AFC East. Yeah, I'm thinking AFC. So, the Bills would be favored over... Everybody. Everybody. 
the Dolphins would probably be close with. I said that quickly. I Dallas actually, and the Eagles. Actually, I'm changing my mind. I'm going NFC. Now. Go look at hold those. on, hold go on, look at hold those on. numbers for a quick second. If you did a tournament, okay, so you, here's your tournament. So your AFC one would be the Bills taking on the Commies. Yeah. Or NFC one would be the Eagles taking on the Patriots. I'm yep. staying with what I said. Your AFC two would be the Dolphins Jets. taking on the Jets are the two? Yeah, it's the Jets. Jets are the All right, two. So Jets would be taking on the Giants in a battle of New York. And then Miami. And then Miami would take on Dallas. The Bills would be favored for sure. The Eagles would be favored for sure. Miami Dallas. Feels like Dallas. I think Dallas no, maybe. The other thing with Dallas is on, if you get the if we pretend these were all on neutral fields. <clears throat> I would, no, no, no. I would you pick You said the Eagles Close. would be favored. You mean the Giants would be favored over the Jets? We haven't done that. No, yet. we haven't done that one yet. And I think that would I be, mean I mean both those teams were the, Gi- the Jets were a one point dog at Denver and the Giants were a three and a half point dog at, at Jacksonville. Jacksonville. And were six to the Ravens or whatever. Right. They were. Crazy. So they Vegas don't like the Giants. No, so they probably would be like the underdogs. Either. Yeah. Um, I feel fine with what I'm saying because the Bills have, win the tournament. The Bills win the tournament. They're far and away the best team. And just for the reason what I just said about the Eagles in terms of I think they're really good, but their schedule is the easiest. It's possible these teams are all beating up on this on similar scheduling. Um, I think Miami has a really high ceiling. I think Miami's closer to Dallas and the Eagles. The Bills are by themselves. And then the commies are well, far and away the worst. And that, to, to play off of what you said. But it's close. The, in 2020, I believe we went 4-0 against the NFC East. I think yeah. everybody in our division went 4-0 against the NFC East. Yeah. If, you, I, if you're lucky enough to play a division that's down, right. you take full advantage of it. I think the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys are all legit teams. Now, I'm not saying that the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins aren't, but I, I mean. Sounds I like just, you are. I, <laughs> Just look up the records right now and who they've played. I mean, I think we got to give. I just the Giants did you hear me do the Phillies, record, the Eagles' record? No, who they've what? played. I know it's they've played some bad teams. They haven't but played anybody, and they're not going to play anybody Nothing. anytime soon. Yeah, the Cowboys actually. I mean, the Cowboys' best win they beat the Bengals in Week Two. That's their best win. Other who than else? that, they got the Giants. They got the Rams, who suck. They beat the Lions. I mean. There's nothing here that's extraordinary. Let's see who the Giants have gotten. They're, they're the surprise of the league at 6-1. and one. Uh, Yeah. Let's take a look at the Giants' schedule. We already did the Eagles. All right, so the Giants beat the Titans in week one. Yep. That's a decent win. Late. Yep. Late. They beat the Panthers late. Lost the Cowboys. They beat the Bears. Their best win is against Green Bay. They beat the Ravens. And the Ravens. So those are their and two Green best Bay wins. Came one? back on like, the I Ravens. Think, that's what I'm I think the Giants are legit. They're legit. But Vegas I don't think doesn't like than, them for a reason, though. They're... They're not because it's, it's Daniel think, Jones. They're not no, better than Miami. They're they have won a lot of games. Yes. All right. Here's they Miami. have not done it in a, a way that is it's con- conducive to okay. continuing. Now compare that what I just okay. told you, and I've already. You, were you? Did you hear what I said with you? The Eagles on mm-hmm. their record. Yeah. Who they beat? All yeah. right. So here's this is Miami's first three games of the season. They beat the Patriots. They won at Baltimore, and they beat the Bills. Then they didn't have Tua for three weeks. And then they beat Pittsburgh. I'll, I think their four and three is better than the Giants six and I, one, I, and they're undefeated. Undefeated well, they with play, Tua. Miami would play Dallas. Yep. 
No, no, well, I'm just saying, like, as oh, we're stacking talking, the Miami should be the two yeah. seed in the AFC East. Right. Miami should be the two seed. They play three games with backup yes. quarterbacks. And I would yeah. like them and to beat the Giants. One game with the third quarterback. Yeah. Skylar Thompson or something right. like that. Okay. All right. You guys swayed me. I'm back on the AFC East side. I've but it's close. Two times. It's not good, but it is very close. And I still would not be surprised if the NFC East teams hang around with if they're going to play, I don't, one and, look at the schedule And here's again, the but. thing, though. Nobody wants, even as bad as they've been, nobody wants the AFC West in that type of a four-on-four tournament. No. Who did I say Absolutely played the not. Packers? Who beat the Packers? The Giants. The Giants, Giants in London. Right. Okay. Packers the lost Jets the Jets as well. At Lambeau, 27 to 10. Yes. Yeah. The Jets have won four in a row. That's right. And they're 4-0 and on the road. Yeah. Their losses yeah, are to the Ravens and, and the Bengals. Those Ravens week losses. one with Joe yep. Flacco. Yep. And then they lost to the Bengals. The Bengals beat them 27 to 12. But their wins, they beat us, as we all know too well. They beat the Steelers. They beat the Dolphins without Tua. Then they whipped the Packers. And they beat the Broncos. In one of the ugliest games. But ever. it's it's right? close. I mean, it's closer than I thought. Yeah. My, I've said AFC straight away, but then you'd think about it. But I, I feel fine staying there. My big question of the I week. I like it. Good job out of you. There we Good go. question. Power rankings. NFL.com. Den Hansis with his weekly power rankings. We get right into it. Number 25, your Cleveland Browns. Are you throwing away the power rankings already? No, I threw away the wrong packet. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now I'm back. I mean, it's fine. I would not be offended at all. No, I just it's the wrong so one. I, I mean, if you want to throw it away. In front of them are the Squealers at 24, the Bears at 23, the Falcons at 22. Behind them, the Colts, the Broncos, and the Commies. Uh, Poizel, higher, lower, or just right for the 25th-ranked Cleveland Browns? I mean, I think you can say that they can go ahead of the Steelers, but, I mean, I still think this is kind of just right for them. Um, I mean, I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but if they're finding ways to lose right now, uh, obviously the losing streak is at four games, and I just don't see how you can – make an argument for them to be any higher on the list right now when they're in this kind of funk, and it's a deep funk. Zagura. I want to win games. That's where I'm at. Like, and it's wonderful that, and I haven't even looked at this one to see if it's true because I didn't go through the people that are behind us, but most power rankings. Oh, this one does not. It says the Steelers ahead of us. That's yeah, outrageous. Yeah, the Steelers That's are ahead of us, which stupid. is stupid. Most of them have us as the best two and five team in the league. Woo! <laughs> All right. Wear a ribbon for that. Um... Whatever doesn't matter. We're not. We're not being. We are not winning. So we cannot be in the top seventy-five percent of the league. Unfortunately, nope. Next, higher or lower? Number one, the Buffalo Bills. Number two is Philly. Three, Kansas City. Four, Dallas. Takes us to number five, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Bo Bishop, I will start with you. Yeah. Higher, lower, or just right. I mean, Kansas City should be two on this list. Um, all right, Cincinnati at five. I would have them higher. I you have love better them. than Dallas. I don't love them. I just think they're – You do. I think that they are – you don't love how they go about their business? I think that they've I'm come to life the last them. few weeks. And, yeah, of course, they had a great run. They were waiting into yeah. it. Burrow, a couple Burrow, weeks ago, Burrow though. missed two full weeks of training camp yep. with the appendectomy. Mm -hmm. None of them played. Yeah. None of them. By the way, they canceled their entire off-season program. Right. Yeah. Remember, they didn't they, have OCAs they, or anything. They, 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 a lot of people I forgot waited about in. That. That's wild. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people waited into the season. Like they put a pinky toe in to start the season. The last two weeks, Joe I understand Bur they're not playing world beaters in the Saints and the Falcons. I acknowledge it. 
Um, but if they were playing, if they were playing the Cowboys right now, I'd have them beat the Cowboys. It'd be a tough matchup for their Super offensive up. line. I like the Bengals, and look, I think that they are scary. I think this is probably just right. Like I don't, there's nobody behind them that I would leapfrog them with. I do think the Vikings are getting a little disrespected right there. I'd put them ahead of the Giants, but it's a wacky look at the list. Look who's in the top 15. It's right. just such a weird season. It's the insane. NFL, the Bengals are a dangerous team. They've got a great quarterback. They have maybe the best receiving trio in the NFL. Their defense has been solid, not spectacular. When you say they're not, they don't strike me as a dominant football team, but they're in that they can beat anybody, lose anybody. But I think more often than not, they will beat people because of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon. Yep. Next. Higher or lower? Number six, the New York Football Giants. Number seven, Minnesota. Number eight is Baltimore. Number nine, the Tennessee Titans. Jeez, it's such a weird list. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right for Tennessee and their new state. Lower. I think the Dolphins with Tua back are better than the Tennessee Titans. I agree. The Niners are so banged up, it's hard to even know what they are right now, but a a Niners team would be better. The Rams are not good. The Jets are kind of fun. But, yeah, like, chips down? Come on. Give me the Dolphins. It's hard to even get excited about the Chargers right now, but I still I don't know why I'm a sucker for that Chargers team. <laughs> Anthony Poizel. Yeah, I think there's a ton of average teams in the league right now. I think I went back when I first got the power rankings and just looked at how many teams are one game above 500 or one game below 500 or at 500, and it's 15. So, I, I mean, I think this is okay. The Titans start uh, the list of average teams here. I mean, they've won four straight against fairly easy opponents with the Raiders, Commanders, and Colts twice. So, Z, I think you make a bunch of good points, and I think you could even put the Jets in front of them. You can put, uh, the, you could even put the Niners in front of them. I think like the Dolphins definitely in front of them with Tua. So, um, when they follow their formula, which is our formula, they're very good. When they play good defense, they run the ball right. with Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill makes a couple of nice plays off of play action. And they're a very dangerous team. They win. Yeah. You know what I like about them real quick? Their team is the personification of Mike Vrabel's attitude. Yeah. So he has a team that is very honest to his beliefs. They all row in the same direction. So even when they're not as good as some of the teams on this list and they were 0-2 to start – they don't work. There's no buy-in worry. They're all in. Totally. They're we all had in written them off. We wanted, yeah. We were calling for Malik Willis. Yeah, like, we're done. Nope. No. Wrong. <laughs> Next. Higher or lower? Number 10, the New York Football Jets. It takes us to number 11. Anthony Poizel lead us off the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Higher, lower, or just right? Yeah, I laughed out loud when I saw that this was once again on the list because we've been saying it all along. This is lower. They're worse than number 11. They're, I mean, they were on a bye this week. Uh, we, you know, we talked about this last week, but their three wins are against the Falcons, Cardinals, and Panthers. I just, I mean, they're, they're 15 at best, in my opinion. Bo Bishop. They have to do something in the next week if they're going to try and contend. They are not this good. They're not close. No. Um, They should probably be somewhere closer to 20. I mean, they might be better than the Patriots. They should be down where the Bucs and Packers are, quite frankly. Those three teams, there's no difference. They all suck compared to what their expectations was. So they're 10 spots too high. Next. Higher or lower? You're right. The next seven to ten, seven, eight days, they got to do something. Number 12, San Francisco. Number three, Vegas. 14, Miami. 15, Seattle. 16, the Chargers. 
17 the Patriots and it takes us to number 18 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Bo Bishop higher lower or just right for Tampa Bay uh lower more importantly I have a question well I've got a question for all of you is this how it ends for him yeah it has this, is it. this is why you should have walked away last year and just stayed walking should have walked away after he won the Super Bowl in Tampa I mean it's we miserable. all want that but we forget like Jordan played for the Washington Wizards. Who's the one that did it? L.A.? L.A. walked out. Manning did too. Manning walked out Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I'll see you down the road. No, he wasn't at his peak of his powers at that time. Favre kept trying to run it back, and it got ugly. Um, The reason I ask is that 49ers situation next year for him, if he ever wanted to play at home. It's done for him in Tampa, I feel like. That's what I'm saying. Like, Is he done, done? Or is he going to talk himself into, I want one more perfect situation? He'll want one more run at it. In a good situation. Is that, I don't think he'll – if this goes Miami off the rails, San Francisco? if this goes off the rails, which it's starting to, but they're still in a tie for first place in their division. Oh, yeah. That, either way, he's done there. I just want to know – I'm curious if you guys think this is done. I think it depends on how it goes. I think it depends how it goes. I think I think this is the last year. and I, I just, I'd love to see him in San Francisco. He's 45, man. Like that's I know he's the GOAT, but come on. Like You really think he – after this year, he's going to be able to put himself through one more year of this? Yeah, because now he's going to have a full – I think what he's going to do is he's so competitive and, like, he kind of in some ways – I think his decision, at least based on the reporting, right, his decision to come back has led to the demise of his his family, right? Yes. Like Like everything in the background. Are we sure? Like, is this – he really is – he really – there's not more to it? That's what they said. I I mean, that's what – but I just find it hard to believe that, like, it was like, okay – don't you dare play, Tom. And then he's like, I'm playing. All right, we're done. We're of course. done. Like, it yeah. feels like it feels there should like, be more to well, it. Well, maybe there is more to it. Yeah, it feels like there would be. I mean, but I, I, think, I don't think – I think you can question his commitment based on all the things he's done. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, this you know, year. Disappearing during training camp. He's, he's very, well, that's because he was trying to solve – And isn't he taking when, every Wednesday off? And I know it's like a veteran thing to do, but still, you're the quarterback. He's taking every Wednesday off. Of the, yeah, you're just throwing the ball around. <laughs> right. Exactly. I wonder. I wonder. San. I feel like to me, it feels like he goes home, San Francisco, for a swan song, or, or that's it. I don't know that he goes to Miami. We a um, little bit of breaking news. We have a, an earthquake in the Bay Area. Five point one earthquake being felt out in the Bay Area. Text not. Pedro. That is breaking news. Let's make sure that we're uh, we're all on the up and up there. Five point one is that's not pretty. Is that a? That's that's, that's big. You it's, feel you'll it. feel it, but it's not like sixes, sevens is where it gets well, dangerous. Hopefully it's not leading to something. Yeah, bigger. let's get a text. Right. Oh, let's yeah. get a text to not Pedro immediately. Twelve miles from San Jose, it looks like. Oh, that'd be close to him between San Francisco and San Jose. You you might feel that one. Yeah. All should right. We, should we end on that? I think so. Right. I think so. Man. All right. We'll we'll have an update from uh, not Pedro here shortly. Uh, so much more to come. Good job, AP. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns the help of your favorite four-legged companion. Barking Backers presented by Milk Bones, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today, BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. Do we have a Pedro update? No response yet. So I will hopefully, hopefully we'll get one soon. And we got we to gotta get a Pedro. Yeah, we need 
How common is that number? Five? Five's notable. That's, feelable. that's You're why feeling that. Is that why it made it on the news? Yeah, I think that's yeah. why it got some attention. Because yeah, five it's is, 5.1 is you feel that one. I want to say, I'm trying to feel like what the, the Loma Prieta, which was the one during the, the World Series, 1987 earthquake. I think that was like 6.3, I want to say. Uh, that was 5.9, and that did. Okay. So, no, wait, that's Southern California. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's bridges collapsing and all that with, with that bugger. San Francisco, 1987. It was, oh, it was 1989, I'm sorry. 19, it was 6.9. Okay, so. That was the one during the World Series. That was serious. 67 people died, $5 billion in damages, bridges collapsed. Like, that's 6.9. That's serious. Over seven is devastation mm -hmm. the two biggest ones there's one i want to say in like 1905 that we would always go learn about and that was i think like 7.7.3 7 and that was bay area bay area yeah yeah in 1905 1906 i'm close to all these 1906 that earthquake was a magnitude yeah it was over seven yeah that's like that's the earth swallows you whole that's devastating that point, stuff yeah. 7.9 <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's big. All right. Um, they used to have a thing we'd go to at the at the aquarium, and they would have this, like, thing you'd stand on, and it would simulate what the ground would feel like mm -hmm. in different magnitudes. And they had that one, 1906, 7.9. I mean, it is like – it was insane. Yeah. I mean, I lived through. I was there for yeah, the 1989 one. It was nuts. Yeah. yeah, that is. It is. Yeah. Um, 5.1 should not be much damage, but it will be noticed. Like, it'll certainly – You would have felt feel it. it. Yes. Yeah. All right, the next level coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN, 850 WKNR.